We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Well, we completely botched that, folks. Uh, welcome to the Post Game Live, presented by Rockham. Jonathan Osborne, your host here. As you can tell, uh, I am not producer Kevin. I'm trying to figure out how to shut off that song there here. Completely botched the beginning of this. Didn't update the ticker. This is my first Post Game Live of the season. What's going on, Orlando Magic fans? Tonight, your Orlando Magic with the 117-110 to victory at home. Over the Atlanta Hawks, we're going to break it all down. I see you guys in the chat. Again, this is my first post-game live of the season. Doc 2, I see producer Kevin will be ecstatic. Producer Kevin is ecstatic, but producer Kevin is not here tonight. I am. So in celebration and for you all to help me get through my first post-game live, please go ahead, like this video, smash that like button. If you're not subscribed already, please subscribe to the YouTube channel. Follow us all across social media. We're going to break down this game. What a game, the overtime win for the Orlando Magic. Uh, they just cannot give us normal games as of late. They just refuse to do that whatsoever. Uh, but before we do that, we're going to go ahead and talk about Rockham. Let's go ahead, bring up Rockham's little animation here. I want to go through this with you guys. So if you don't know already, Rockham is the presenting sponsor of our post-game live show. They are the largest sock store in the world, located, based, and operated in Central Florida. Central uh, Florida, uh, Orlando citizens operating this and, and working to, to push these socks out each and every day. I wanted to go through and just show you guys, you Orlando Magic fans, the, the Magic Maniacs, as producer Kevin likes to say, just some of the offerings from Rockham. First of all, my very favorite uh, product of theirs, the Magic Wind Socks, which if you had these, you could use these tomorrow. So what these socks are is after the Magic Win, everybody knows the next day you get 50% off your online order from Papa John's with code MAGICWIN. 
but scanning that QR code will bring you to the Papa John's site so that you can go ahead and place your order. But as we scroll down here, you've got the City Edition underwear and socks. You've got this year's Classic Edition uh, socks here uh, and the, the underwear as well. you got the Paolo Bancaro, the Anthony Black socks. Uh, and as you go down here, you got the Mickey Mouse. you got the stuff. And then coming in at number two for me are the split face stuff socks. So a big shout out to Rockham. Uh, they're our presenting sponsor. Uh, great partner. We've been so happy to partner with them all season long. And if you go to Rockham right now, you can use code MAGIC20 for 20% off. If you're looking at that, uh, that score at the bottom here, Obviously, the Magic did not win 109 to, to 95. That is on me again, completely uh, botching this. Kevin and I went through this entire setup. I was so excited after that overtime game. I came right here to talk about this game with you all. Let's go through the chat. As you'll notice, the, the setup is going to be a little bit different here tonight. I'm just seeing a super chat here from my guy, Mr. Uh, Ty, Mr. TV. It says, hit the like button. Refs tried to give it away, but P5, two clutch prize picks be hitting Getting a lot of Orlando magic. Oh, 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 Nice to see Kel back. He looked silky. Doc 2, we'll talk about Kel. I didn't think he looked all that silky tonight, but it is his first game back. A lot of Caleb Houston chat. Turquoise here. Caleb equals Clay Thompson. Uh, Eduardo Vasquez, again, Caleb Thompson. Uh, Caleb Thompson. Caleb Houston here. Uh, Ryan, I was hoping for the game winner in the fourth. Paolo gets that that ball to, to Caleb, and I am running across my living room, arms stretched wide, waiting for Caleb to can that three, because I was absolutely sound. People are saying sound. Can people not hear me? Can you all not hear me? Can you guys hear me? Let's get some ones in the chat if you guys can hear me. You can. Okay. Somebody's saying sound. I'm like, what? what's going on here? Okay. You guys can hear me. Perfect. Thank you so much. Uh, Rich Collab talking about Chuma with great defense. Absolutely agree. Was huge on Trey down the stretch there. Uh, was absolutely fantastic. We're going to talk about the rest because it was, I won't say what it actually was, but it was a, a complete travesty tonight. Uh, the officiating that we've gotten in, in two of the, the last three games really been uh, super unbelievable. I, the Magic just uh, were able to overcome poor officiating tonight. Trey Young gets the most incredible, unfortunate for the opposing team whistle in the entire league. Uh, Steven Luong really wished Caleb made that game-winning three, would have shut the entire, entire arena down and cap off an amazing game by him. Caleb Houston with the career high. We'll talk about that in a bit as well. Uh, let's see, just... Uh, still going through the, the chat here. Uh, Bo Samioglu, I hope I said that right. Starting lineup for best spacing should be Suggs, Caleb, Franz, Paolo, Goga. I do feel like we talked about this a little bit in our, our group chat about Caleb uh, starting going forward because he's, he, today tonight was the, the best game of his career. Forget about the career high in scoring. Um, just like defensively, he had an offensive rebound and a tip-in. He had a Jalen for a massive three in the corner in the second half. Caleb was absolutely incredible tonight, but I do still really worry about this lineup not having like a, a true point guard in the starting unit. I know Paolo and Franz can, can do that at times, but when those guys don't have it and those guys are struggling getting to the rim, 
having someone else that can just like settle the offense, get you into a set and get somebody a good shot would just really, really help this offense. I, I feel like, uh, Michael Lynch, go magic, play that song. Caleb with the threes tonight and the dude doing his thing. Thanks, Jonathan. Smash that like magic maniacs. Go ahead. Smash that like button there. Michael Martin, can we have the announcer do the Caleb Houston like Sacramento does with Keegan Murray? Not a bad idea. Wouldn't hate that at all. Uh, talking magic for life, my guy David. Yo, Jonathan, we getting the GOAT tonight on the post game. I don't know about that because, I, like I said, I already completely botched this. Don't look at the ticker. Don't look at the score at the bottom. It's all incorrect. I was so excited after this, after that overtime win, to come in here and get this going for you guys because you waited long enough with the overtime that I forgot to, to edit that. And Kevin and I, he helped me set this up this weekend, and we went over that uh, a ton. Uh, ben just bought tickets to the Magic game in Atlanta on the 17th. Going to bring the Paolo MVP chance. The Paolo MVP chance tonight in the fourth quarter and in the overtime were awesome. Like, shout out to an awesome Kia crowd tonight. The only issue that I have is that with, you know, what was it, 20-something seconds left, whatever it was, in that overtime that people are heading for the exits. It's like, look at the road trip that this team just had, played their butts off on the road, like undermanned. They finally come home. They have a great game. They have an overtime win. Like you should stay to the end and, and give them a, a standing ovation. Like leaving that game early was was super, super loud, uh, super, super lame to me, I think. Um, Alleywood talks, who do we need to trade for? I don't know exactly who we should trade for. The Tyus Jones move, like if you're able to to, to get him and sort of entice him and sort of have like a wink-wink handshake deal that you'll be able to re-sign him this season. I think he he brings a lot of qualities um, that would really benefit the Magic a whole lot. Uh, Dari Lamassis, shout out to T-Mac for showing love and support to our guys. I love Tracy McGrady so much. That windbreaker that he was wearing tonight, like that like translucent pearlescent, like blue and, and purple windbreaker, absolutely fire. Um, if I ever have him on the show, would love to ask him if I can have that. Uh, Z-Mass, uh, we are one guard away from being a crazy contender. I hope they trade for a good guard. Z-Mass, I feel like we're maybe a, a couple of minor moves outside of that. But if you put like a legit guard in that starting lineup next to Jalen and you have <coughs> Paolo and, and Franz and I don't know who's the, the center you know, for the future. Is it Wendell? Is it Goga? Is it somebody else? The thing is, I don't even think the center has to be like incredible. Like if they're just pretty good and consistent, I think that will will be good enough. Uh, Grits Baby says, Tyus is too small. No. I feel like Jalen, Franz, Paolo, if you if you get a real rim protector, like for example, if we go after like a Nick Claxton in the offseason, you put a real elite rim protector behind those guys, all of a sudden I don't hate the, the Tyus pick. I feel like you can you can hide him to a certain degree. Uh, Matt, who's T-Mac and Ryan Anderson, the businessman, businessman, didn't even leave early, stayed all the way. That's absolutely true. Ryan Anderson and Tracy McGrady in the building tonight. I know they honored uh, Ryan Anderson. Great to have that guy back in the building. Now the team is good in having, like, I, is Ryan Anderson a, a magic legend? I mean, he might be, you know, one most improved here. Having guys like that come back um, is so big, not only for the players, but for the organization and the fan base. And now that the team is good and guys want to be around again. That is, is, is so awesome. Let's see here. Uh, how are we feeling about Jordan Clarkson chat? 
I don't I don't know. I'm not I don't think I'm I'm that big on Jordan Clarkson. He's gonna get a big payday, I feel like, this summer. I believe he's expiring. And I think he's 31 years old now. I just don't know that he totally fits the the DNA of this team. Uh, Mr. TV says we need to invite White Chocolate number 55, Jason Williams. Jason Williams has been talking smack about the magic, so I don't I don't really know. Uh, how well that would go. All right, guys, let's talk about this game. Really, really appreciate everybody being in the chat here and participating in the chat. Again, if you haven't done so already, please like this button. It really helps the algorithm, helps get this video out to existing and, and future Magic fans, people that don't even know they are Magic fans yet. So please go ahead, like this. If you're not subscribed already, please subscribe to the YouTube channel and follow us all around on social media. Let's talk about the beginning of this game. Beginning of the game was really, really fun. Uh, the Magic started the game on a 16-3 run in the first four and a half minutes. But then Atlanta scores 20 points in the paint um, the remaining of the, the first quarter. And the Magic led 32-20 to after one. So you build a big lead. Atlanta comes back. Magic shot 6-9 of nine from three in that first quarter. And then the Magic had a two-point lead uh, with three minutes, 28 seconds left in the second quarter. Atlanta closed the half on a 13-2 run and led the Magic by 9, 60-51 at half. And then a 14-5 Magic run the first three and a half minutes of the third quarter to tie it at 65. Really, really nice comeback to start that third quarter. And then the Magic closed the third on a 20-13 run to take a seven-point lead into the fourth. You definitely felt this team's confidence growing. You had to like their odds going into the fourth with the lead against this Atlanta team. And by the way, held Atlanta to 31% shooting from the floor in the third quarter and forced five turnovers while they shot 56% and outscored Atlanta 34 to 18. Just an incredible third quarter from the Magic. Um, the Magic led 97 to 93. Uh, a huge offensive rebound from Goga kicked it out to Jalen for the three to make it 100 to 93 with 356 to go. At that point, I'm feeling really good about the Magic's odds. Um, to, to just win this game in, in regulation. Uh, Jalen Suggs ends up fouling out a couple of plays later. We'll talk all about the referees. I have I literally typed up an entire paragraph here, chat, uh, to talk about the officiating in this game because I, I thought nothing could be worse than that Sacramento game on Wednesday. This game was arguably worse because in the Sacramento game, it was like just sort of like back and forth, back and forth. So both teams sort of benefited to a certain extent. In this game, it was just like every bad call was against the Magic and for the Hawks. Uh, Caleb Houston hits a huge three to make it 105 to 100 with a minute seven to go. But then the Hawks have a tray floater, uh, which cut the lead to two. And then Sadiq Bey uh, cutting to the rim. Trey Young found him cutting uh, to, to give him a dunk to tie it at 105 with 18 seconds left. Looks like Paolo's trying to create his own shot, not really able to get to the rim. Finds Caleb wide open at the top of the key for that one. And Caleb was 7 of 13. Um, or Well, did Caleb? No, Caleb did have a 3 in overtime. Or did he not? I'm not remembering now, to be honest with you. But Caleb was shooting the lights out this entire game. And when he let that go at the end of regulation, I was arms spread wide, running across my living room, screaming, Caleb! Because I swore he was going to cash that three. He misses it. Magic go to overtime. And then Paolo Bancaro takes over. Uh, Paolo scored five straight points to start the overtime period. Had eight points in total in the overtime. Uh, and the, the Magic outscore the Hawks uh, by seven in the overtime period to get to the, to, to get the win. 
I want to talk about the refs here before we get back to the chat here. The refs, this, uh, it was, it was um, Kevin Scott, uh, Evan Scott, and there was, there was one other official tonight. I, I, don't, I don't remember the, the elderly gentleman's name, but just completely terrible tonight. Um, first of all, just multiple Paolo Bancaro drives. This happens almost every single night now where Paolo gets to the rim, just gets absolutely clobbered. No respect from the officials. Doesn't get to the free throw line. And Jalen as well. Like Jalen had the um had the 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 uh, fast break drive right into I want to say it was Dejounte Murray uh, just no call makes the free makes the the layup should have been an and one Jalen Suggs out of all the guys on this team Jalen Suggs might get the worst whistle because he doesn't get respect from the officials on the offensive end or the defensive end so Jalen is running into guys on the offensive end you know creating contact trying to get to the rim doesn't get a call, but yet when he tries to play with physicality on the other side of the ball is always called for fouls. And tonight even called for a foul that was a foul, but he didn't commit, which gave him his his fifth call, which a couple of possessions later, he ends up uh, fouling out of the game. Uh, Quinn Snyder just freaking out on the refs in the first half. Absolutely no call. And then Jamal Mosley gets a tech in the second half because Caleb Houston hits a three. The defender is right underneath his feet. Caleb falls to the ground. Jamal Mosley is arguing to the official for the call and gets teed up. So obviously not equal on both ends of the of the floor there. And then uh, late in this game, the Magic have a, a two-on-one fast break. Bogdanovich fouls, I think it was Jalen, um, to stop the break. They call the foul. It's clearly a, a, a clear path or a take foul. Not only do they not call the foul, they don't even review it to see if it is a foul. Just like completely like malpracticed by the officials. Just it, it not like it's just completely unacceptable. Um, let's see here. Uh, oh, the traveling queen uh, called on the, the three attempt in the fourth. Trey Young shoots the ball from the logo. And because, you know, he's a, a smaller guy and he's got to uh, generate more power through that shot. He jumps like three feet forward. Traveling queen is, is turned around looking to see if the ball goes in or not. And Trey jumps Three feet forward into Traveling Queen's foot, and they call a a, a three point uh, a three point foul for that. And uh, yeah, just and then uh, yeah, bad call on on uh, Suggs on on Trey in late in the fourth quarter when uh, Trey is driving to the rim. Jalen's hands are like essentially behind his back. Trey initiates the contact. They call it on Jalen. That was his fourth foul. And then uh, Murray is driving through the lane, tries to drive through Suggs and through Chuma steps on Chuma's foot and trips, yet they gave that foul to Jalen, which was his fifth. And then somehow Jalen didn't realize that that was his fifth foul. And then fouls like the next possession, I think. And that was his uh, his sixth and, and, and final uh, foul and uh, fouls out of this game. And you didn't have Jalen going into the overtime period, um, which, you know, thankfully Paolo was, was awesome uh, in the overtime period because that, that really could have uh, could have proved very, very costly for the for the Magic. All right, let's get back to um, the the chat here. Uh, Stephen Long says, we don't need any trades this year. We're not winning no championship this year. Don't ruin the team chemistry and let the boys develop. I, I do understand that to a, a certain extent. Um, however, if you can trade for a guy like Tyus Jones and he can have like a wink-wink agreement that he's going to re-sign here and you don't let that guy sort of get to like restricted free agency. That's only if he agrees to that, right? Like, and I'm just using Tyus Jones as an example, but if you can lock in a guy like that at like an affordable contract, I just find him to be like offensively 
a perfect fit next to Jalen and Franz and Paolo. And then you just plug and play a, a rim protecting rim running center. And like, we have an awesome starting lineup for years to come. So I, I kind of agree with what Steven is saying. Like you don't want to push your chips in for this season, but if it's a move like that, that like is a, a win now and win in the future kind of move, then I, I, I really think I'm, I'm, uh, I'm pretty okay with that here. Uh, Robert and Yuseline says, aren't you guys happy we didn't go after Jordan Poole? Jordan Poole has the absolute worst plus minus in the entire league this year. I'm sure a lot of you saw that. But yes, I am. I'm very happy uh, that we didn't go after Jordan Poole. Elliot Beard says, we need Anthony Simons. I <laughs> I agree. Uh, but after what he did tonight, and I'm sure Portland is is really, really happy uh, with Anthony Simons. I, I really don't think he is going anywhere. Ryan Singh says, sleeping with the Palo jersey again. Not a bad move. Don't really hate that. Uh, Elliot Beard is asking, is there a magic group chat or forum of some sort? Not trying to plug us here, um, but if you join our Patreon at patreon.com slash the six man show, uh, if you join our $5 tier or higher, uh, access to our Discord channel is included in that. And our Discord channel is super, super active. I'm sure those guys are, are still talking. We have guys like all over the world. So it's like any point of the night, people could be in there talking about the Orlando Magic. Uh, Stephen Long says Evan Scott, the referees, uh, the referee was definitely favoring Atlanta. I f- I really felt like they uh they all were uh, tonight. Uh, Jory B says we need a player like Dejounte Murray or Malcolm Brogdon. Uh, I shouldn't care about this, but our previous beef with Dejounte Murray, I- I'm just like I don't really want that dude on this team. Um, I also feel like he's just not really uh like a high level three point shooter. I think if we're gonna make a move and we're gonna upgrade. It should be for like a, a high level three point shooter, in my opinion. And then Malcolm Brogdon, I like the guy, but like the guy just can't play more than 50 games a year, it seems like anymore. So we have part of the issue with the the guard that we have on this team who, you know, Markel coming into this season, part of the issue with Markel is his availability or lack thereof. So are you going to make a move to try to upgrade for a guy that may not be available? My wife, I don't know how many of you know about my wife, uh, Carmen. She, it was her idea for me to start this podcast, by the way. Shout out my wife. She's probably watching. Love you so much. Um, tonight, we were talking before the game about all these guys out, Markel coming back. And we just started talking about how over the course of the this Jeff Weltman and um, you know uh, John Hammond and, and now Anthony Parker regime, part of the philosophy is like, we're going to try to get valuable players at discounted rates because they're essentially reclamation projects. When you talk about Wendell Carter Jr., you talk about Markel Fultz bringing in, you know, Gary Harris and re-signing Gary Harris. Uh, even Joe Ingles, to a, a certain extent, you know, tore his ACL a, a couple of years ago. Um, the the Jonathan Isaac, I, I I don't blame them for that. He was already here, played really well, had one major injury that you know turned into the the ACL, and then they re-signed him here. So I don't totally blame them. For that, but obviously, you know, you could argue to to what extent that has really worked out or um, have hurt or you know held back the magic um, in, in certain respects. You know, if, if that guy gets healthy, he's a, a absolute game changer for the magic. Um, but but yeah, at some point, it's like how many more times are we going to make deals for guys that we know have injury history, and then just you know with fingers crossed and holding those guys together with duct tape. Are we going to hope that uh, you know they're they're going to be able to stay healthy for for our team here? Uh, let's see. Um, if we want Tyus, what are we offering? Stephen Long says. Oh, uh, and Jacob Branham says the Discord is pretty awesome. I completely agree. Uh, I think a deal for Tyus Jones 
Um, it just depends on on how much Washington really wants. Do they want a first pick, a, a first round pick? Like if it if it comes down to it, if you're looking to to make an upgrade and you're offering, you know, a couple of guys that um, are sort of. I don't want to say inconsequential to this roster, and I don't want to name names here because I, you know, I know nothing. This is pure, you know, speculation. But if you're trading a couple of guys who um, are sort of inconsequential, um, and we sort of have proof of that this season, I would call and be like, "Hey, we're going to give you these couple of guys and a second round pick." Oh, you, a second round pick's not good enough. Okay, what about those guys and two second round picks? And then my best and final offer would be a couple of guys that would help make the money match. And then the Denver 2025 first round pick, which is essentially a second round pick. Like that's as far as I would go uh, for a guy who's going to be an unrestricted free agent this year. And again, I would only do this if if I'm Jeff Weltman and through, you know, maybe not necessarily what we would call legitimate conversations uh, with Tyus Jones's representation can say, hey, we need this guy to resign here this year if we're going to make a move for him. I mean, if you have all of that, then I'm I'm a okay uh, making the making the move for him. Mister TV says thank you, Carmen. The the super chat really really appreciate that, uh, Ty. Uh, and yes, thank you, Carmen. Like you guys don't know, without my wife, Kevin's wife, Luke's wife, none of this stuff would ever happen. Like they are the real MVPs of this show. You know, taking care of kids, letting us have crazy schedules, uh, let us record super late, and you know all that kind of stuff. It would not be possible uh, without the wives of uh, of the six man show. Uh, Grits baby uh, again with the Tyus Jones hate. He's mid and smaller than Cole. Tyus Jones is a forty percent three point shooter, and the last five seasons has led the league in assist to turnover ratio. So when you're talking about a point guard to legitimately help stabilize your entire offense for a team that is last time I checked like bottom five or six in turnover percentage, a guy like that is exactly what this roster uh, needs. Zmas any future playback games. Potentially, um, we, we tried to do those the, the best that we could. It just doesn't make a ton of sense for us to do them at the rate at which we were doing them. Uh, but yeah, we, I think in the, the next few weeks, I can get with the guys and, and try to figure out a, a night for us to, to do a, a playback. Uh, Schroeder can shoot, play D, and is a dog. Uh, Dennis Schroeder, I, I don't know that I would hate that, but I don't think he's like a long-term uh, play necessarily uh, for this this Magic roster. I love the the you know the the synergy and the chemistry that he already has with the the Wagner brothers you know playing for the German national team, um, but he's a guy that I think is is, is a is a pretty uh, streaky shooter here. Let's look at a, a few more uh, a few more chats here, and then we'll go ahead and, and take a look at the box score. Um, let's see here, uh, Joe Penelver, as hard as Cole tried to throw the game away, the Magic still won. Uh, I think that's being a little bit unfair uh, to Cole. I know you're probably joking. Cole was. Obviously not trying to, to throw the game away, but um, definitely had a rough night uh, offensively. But I felt like he had some some big rebounds and, and made some some big plays as well, facilitating. Um, let, let's see another one here. Uh, Matt, would you take a chance at Cat? Um, I don't think I would just because we have to be really careful about how much money uh, we are, are, are dishing out to other players over the course of the next couple of summers. Number one. Franz, after this year, is most likely going to, to be offered the designated rookie max extension um, this offseason. Like, he, he's eligible for it. He's, he's played at an all-star level all year long. You know, he projects to be a, a guy that's going to be a multi-time all-star, potentially even like an all-NBA all NBA guy in the future, and is a cornerstone of this team. So I would be absolutely shocked if the Magic didn't offer that uh, to Franz Wagner uh, this summer. 
which that's going to account for 25% of the cap uh, in a couple of years once that kicks in. And then not this coming summer, but the following summer, Paolo is absolutely going to be offered that designated rookie max extension. So now you're going to have two guys um, that are going to, if those guys make MVP or they make like an all NBA team, then those guys are going to account for 30% of the cap each. So you're talking about two guys in this new collective bargaining agreement where they're trying to limit like these teams spending just crazy amount of money going into the luxury tax to have these super duper teams. They're trying to limit you doing that. And now we're talking about Paolo and Franz taking up 60% of the cap um, moving forward. So I'm really going to be careful about what who we're, who we're trading for. Like at this point, in my opinion, you don't need another like superstar. Paolo and Franz are, are going to be those guys for you if you really believe in them. Um, and, and if not, then, you know, I, I don't even want to get into it, but you could all always, you know, trade those guys away for a, another star, maybe add a sweetener to get a guy who you think might, you know, fit a little bit better. Like something like the, the Celtics should have done a long time ago, in my opinion, with Jalen Brown. So moving forward, you just have to be really careful about the amount of money um, that you're paying because Paolo and Franz are, are going to get their bags. So I don't know that I would take a chance on on Cat right now. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Let's see here. I'm going to keep repeating Tyus Jones over and over. He's the best fit. MK3504. Meh, what's his salary? I, I, I don't know Carl Anthony Towns' salary off the top of my head. I'm pretty sure he's you know in the 30s, 40s, 50s, somewhere around that. And if he's not yet, then he's going to be in line for a, a massive extension uh, sometime very, very soon. Uh, Bo Samiglou says, what would you feel comfortable offering Jalen Suggs? If you mean talking about a contract, as much money as you possibly can, um, if he continues on this trajectory, right? Like if he's going to be a, a, a you know high 30% three-point shooter, giving you elite defense and can get a little bit better about creation and, and limit some of the turnovers, in, in a previous CBA, that a guy like that is like a near-max guy. 
is Jalen Suggs going to be a max guy for this team? I don't know. Uh, if you're talking about what would I offer like t- Suggs in terms of a trade, I'm not I'm not putting uh, Suggs in almost any trade unless somebody calls me with like a, a godfather you know type of, of offer right now. Uh, Mr. TV says win streak incoming. I don't know. We're going to take a look at the, the schedule towards the end of the, the postgame live here. Um, I, I don't know that I'm ready to say win streak until we start to get a, a few guys back. And Derry Lamassis just came through and says his salary is $36 million. So I don't know where he is in terms of like his next extension. He may be a guy that is inching closer towards that third contract. And Cat is almost definitely going to be a guy at some point in his next contract making you know 50 60 million dollars a year it's just kind of the nature of the nba right now luke del rossi says i honestly think we maybe become sellers and move a guard and maybe one forward to give some guys minutes i I gotta say guys caleb houston let's just get into the box score let's go ahead and get into the box score here let's uh let's start with the the magic i don't want to talk about the hawks caleb houston tonight 25 points in 36 minutes 8 of 15 53 percent from the floor 7 of 14 from behind the arc, 50% from three, two rebounds, four assists. Uh, Cole ends up leading the, the team, but for a little bit there, uh, Caleb led the, the entire team tonight uh, for a little bit with uh, four assists and has a steal there as well. Caleb Houston is a, is a guy that for a couple of years now, really since he was drafted, this is a guy who shot 35%, I believe, from behind the arc in college, which 35% three-point shooter in the NBA is, is okay, but remember, the college three-point line is a, is a couple of feet closer. So that's not like like Grady Dick, you know, whoever all Magic fans seemingly wanted to, to draft this uh, past, uh, past draft. Like that guy shoot the cover off the, shot the cover off the ball uh, at Kansas last year. Caleb didn't exactly do that at Michigan a couple of years ago. But from day one, you could just see that pic- picturesque shooting form. And you're like, that kid is going to be a shooter. Now, it's taken a couple of years now. Or, or really just a year because he was a, a rookie last year. Second year, Caleb, I, I believe right now, is around 40% for, for the year. So Caleb is a guy who I, I could see us moving someone to make minutes for Caleb Houston. You've got this guy for $2 million a year for the next the rest of this year and two more years. Caleb signed a, a really, really a good deal for a second-round pick last year, but the Magic knew what they had in Caleb, I think, and wanted to lock him down, uh, you know, long term. I think that's I think a four year deal is the longest that you can sign um, a second round pick to, like right off the bat. So uh, Caleb Houston did a, a great job with that. I could see us, like, if you're deciding, hey, is Gary Harris going to be here next year? He has had durability issues. He hasn't been shooting the ball uh, that well this year. I personally would not move Gary Harris uh, with like in the season. But like heading into next season, if you're like, hey, we have Caleb Houston, we don't need to bring Gary Harris back. I think I'm probably okay with that. Paolo Bancaro, 35 points, just another super duper star performance tonight. Four of seven from behind the arc, five of seven at the free throw line. Missed a couple of big free throws uh, late in this game, but made enough, made the plays that he had to make. 10 rebounds, four assists, three steals, one block. Jalen Johnson is turning into one of the best uh, like wing defender, young wing defenders in the NBA and did a great job on Paolo tonight for the most part, but Paolo hitting that turnaround in his face in overtime to essentially seal the game. Like I, I've been saying this for a, a few months now, I feel like. like I keep using the term superstar with Paolo, and in my mind, I'm like, well, is he really there yet? Like 
I'm there with Paolo. Like Paolo is a superstar to me. He is going to be a superstar. It's like he's a superstar that the rest of the league hasn't really noticed is a superstar yet. And I think that notice is slowly coming. I really think Paolo is going to be a going to be a, a an all star this year and, and future you know all NBA guy. And the the sky is the limit for this kid. Why can't he be uh, an MVP candidate someday? Why can't he eventually be the the best guy in the league? I, I just I don't see a, a limit on him at all. Goga Batadze, uh, 11 points, 14 rebounds tonight, three steals, two blocks, 27 minutes. Goga, I didn't feel like was was great in this game. Now, the numbers, if you just look at the box score, will tell you a different story. Um, I thought our rim presence, especially in that first half, wasn't nearly good enough. I think the, the Hawks had 38 points in the paint in, in the first half. Like Some teams will have 38 points in the paint over the course of an entire game especially a team like the Hawks that shot uh, 33s tonight. So uh, Goga Batadze defensively, I felt like struggled a little bit tonight, uh, but to his credit, made big plays down the stretch, uh, got some some big boards down the stretch when uh, when we needed him to. Uh, Chuma, three points tonight, seven rebounds, two assists. Not a great offensive night for Chuma, uh, but played some really great defense uh, on, on Trey really all night long. You know, had a, a couple of, you know, poked the ball loose a couple of times. On uh, let's see here. Oh, Kevin's in the chat here. I just saw something pop up over here. Didn't know what it was. Producer Kevin says, "Hey, Magic Maniacs, what a win! Thanks to Jonathan for rocking the post game live. See you all on Tuesday. Sincerely, Producer Kevin. Love you, Kevin. Thanks for uh, stopping by and, and hanging out here. I don't know how long I'm going on this. Maybe this uh this might be the longest post game live of all time. I really don't know." Uh, Kevin uh probably isn't very happy with me right now. But Chuma, I felt like played great defense uh on Trey Young. Jalen Suggs, I mean, what more can you say? 16 points, five rebounds, three assists, and a steal. Four of seven from behind the arc. He keeps the hot three-point shooting going. He's another guy that's you know inching up into those high 30s, close to 40% from three on the year. Fouls out of this game, but I, I feel like he just got some some really uh, bad, crappy, like unfortunate whistles in this game. Anthony Black, just 11 minutes tonight. I think it's just due to the the illness that he's been dealing with, not feeling 100%. Um, not a not a, a great game for Anthony Black, but but he's hurting right now. Uh, definitely still dealing with that illness, and, and we hope that uh, you know he heals up and, and rests up and starts feeling better uh, soon because we, we need that kid to ball out. Okay, let's talk a little bit about Markel Fultz. It's not time to like just hit the full blown panic button on Markel, uh, but almost 15 minutes tonight uh, did not score. Two rebounds, four assists, a steal, a turnover, uh, 0-4 from the free throw line. What I will say about Markel, one, Luke and I talked about this uh, on on the podcast uh, a ton over the course of the last couple of weeks as Anthony Black has been playing really well and uh, the the starting lineup's been playing well and we've been winning a lot of games. What does Markel's role look like when he comes back and comes off the bench tonight? But even when he was on the floor with a lot of the starters, he wasn't running the show per se. The ball was still very much going through Paolo. The offense was still very much going through Paolo, which I think like should be the standard moving forward. Like the offense should go through Paolo. It should go through Franz. And Markel should be, you know, if he is in the starting lineup, should be there as like a safety valve almost or like a complimentary piece, a guy that can just go create his own shot, you know, a you know, a, a handful of times a, a game, you know, sort of when the offense is is bogging down or can set other guys up. What I am concerned about with Markel at this point is if you saw the the videos tonight from like his pregame warmups or you saw his free throws tonight, 
um, or even I think he he took a, a mid-range jump shot tonight. Um, the hitch is is very much back uh, with Markel Fultz, uh, which stems from you know his thoracic outlet syndrome and his, his right shooting shoulder. I, I don't know, you know, what the, the long-term outlook is, is going to look like with Markel because he did so much work to get the shoulder back to a place um, where it was good and functional and like the mid-range stuff looked really, really smooth. He was fine at the free throw line, you know, it was like between like 75 and like 80% most of the time, I feel like from the free throw line. If he's been doing all this work, you know, all this time to keep the shoulder good, then why is this happening again? Like that's, that's my concern now. And if maybe he lacks a little bit on the rehab and now the shoulder stuff has become an issue, like that's another concern as well. I'm purely speculating on that. I have no idea. But that to me is the biggest concern with Markel is like that, that hitches back because if Markel isn't able to shoot mid-range jumpers effectively, if he's not able to get to the free throw line and knock down free throws effectively, teams are going to pick up on that and he's like, they're just going to load up on him and he's really going to have a hard time getting to the rim and and being effective uh, uh, offensively. So that's that's something to look at. Again, it's not time to hit the panic button. He's only played, what is it, like six games this year. He missed like two months. He's going to need a couple of weeks to get back into a, a rhythm, but I'm, hope, I'm hoping that he's able to sh- shake off the rust or whatever is seemingly going on with the jumper. Uh, Mo Wagner tonight, 15 points, uh, seven rebounds, one steal, six of 12. Solid Mo Wagner night. If he can give you 15 you know, off the bench, seven rebounds, 50% from the floor, like that's that's a that's going to be a solid Mo Wagner night. 104 from behind the arc. I do feel like he's become a little bit more dependent um, on like the perimeter like shooting recently. At the the beginning of the season, it just seemed like he was living in the restricted area, like constantly. I'm sure teams are adjusting to that and have made some uh, adjustments on him defensively. But I would like to see him get a little bit, you know, back to to getting to the rim a, a bit more. Cole Anthony, 10 points tonight, 9 rebounds, 5 assists, 4 turnovers, 3 of 13. Cole just just didn't have it really uh, offensively tonight. Just um, think, uh, I think, I don't I don't know exactly what, what is going on. The the quad issue, whatever, I think that might be hampering him uh, still to a to a certain extent, but we've got we've to find a way uh, to get Cole back into a rhythm. I don't know if, um, like, not having Joe Ingles in that second lineup, like, not having a real like other facilitator um, to play alongside of Cole in that second lineup. I don't know how much that is affecting his game. So I want to, I want to see if, if we can get him to, to be feeling a little bit better because he had a, a dunk tonight where he didn't seem to have like the same lift that he normally does. So I wonder if that quad is still bothering him uh, and he just hasn't really been uh, as effective offensively since Joe Ingles went out of the lineup, you know, like the last like 12 games or so. So um Cole, we just you know we want him to be a, a, a bit more efficient, uh, a bit more efficient, and then Trevlin Queen, Trevlin Queen gave the Magic a good minutes uh, in the second half, six points, uh, two points and a, a rebound, one turnover. Trevlin Queen, like he's just like really solid defensively. Like when Jalen went out in the overtime period, or or when he he fouled out, and then we went to overtime without him, I would not have hated some Trevlin Queen minutes there. Let me see. If uh, NBA uh, has the where you can break it down by the quarters, um, they really don't have that uh, just uh, just yet. So can't really look at that. But look at the magic. Another night, 41% from behind the arc. Never going to be mad at that. Limiting themselves to 11 turnovers. Um, Force the Hawks into 12 turnovers. Don't hate that. Uh, and then, you know, 
thirty percent from behind the arc. You know, for a, a team with with Trey Young and you know Bogdan Bogdanovich and Sadiq Bay, I, I think we'll live with that. And then held them to to forty six percent. Magic did a much better job defensively in the the second half. That first half, they were just like the Hawks were just constantly, constantly running to the rim. We'll take a look at the summary in a minute here to see exactly how many points in the paint that was. But the three-headed snake for the Hawks, uh, Trey Young, 31 points, 9 assists. DeJounte Murray, 24 points, 6 rebounds. And then uh, Bogdanovan off the bench with uh, 18 points. Trey Young is just, I, I don't know if there is another player in the league that I want to watch play basketball less than Trey Young. Just every single play is looking for the whistle. And because of his size and his stature, you cannot, you legitimately cannot breathe on him without the refs calling it that way. And that's not consistent across the league with guys of his stature. Because if you look at a guy like Cole Anthony, who is a bit bigger build than Trey Young, but not significantly, Cole Anthony doesn't get nearly the same benefit of the doubt when it comes to the whistle. And Cole Anthony, I think, is on the defensive end, one of the more like unfairly officiated players in the league because he fights on that and he tries his best to be physical and officials just will not let him be physical on that end. Like he does anything, especially when he's being posted up by a big, if he's physical at all, it's like they're calling that every time. And if you're not going to let him play at the same level of physicality as the big is trying to back him down with, then he's just going to have absolutely no chance. He might as well just let the big run uh, straight to the rim. Uh, let's take a look at the summary uh, really quickly tonight, see if my suspicions were correct. Yeah, 60 points in the paint uh, for Atlanta. That's just really, really not good enough. Uh, biggest lead was that that nine-point lead that Atlanta had at the half. Uh, Orlando had the 14-point the um, you know, lead early on in the game. 27 point uh, bench points for the Magic to Atlanta's uh, 23. And then the turnovers, like a low turnover game for the Magic, 11 turnovers. I've been harping on the magic for the last couple of weeks talking about the turnovers but tonight um really wasn't as as big of an issue you know i feel like they did a, a pretty uh pretty good job as a unit taking care of the basketball so really really happy with that let's go back to the main screen here and let's go back to the chat see what you guys are, are saying here uh, chris d says not ready to say anything on markel i'll give him several games See here, uh, Matt, the Magic front office knew the issue with Fultz, which is why they drafted AB. I, I, I think there is a lot of, of credence to that. I, I do think that is fair. The, the, the Magic had Cole Anthony on this roster. They had Jalen Suggs. They had Markel Fultz. And we've seen them now sign Cole Anthony to an extension. Markel Fultz has not signed an extension, even though I believe he's still eligible like this moment in time. But Given the issues that he's had this season, I understand why they still haven't signed him to an extension. And Jalen Suggs was uh, quoted, you know, a couple of weeks ago, like when they drafted another guard, like that was my wake up call. Like, hey, like your 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 job can can be gone. You can be replaced very very easily in this league. So, man, I think that's a a great point uh, about um about Fultz and about Anthony Black. I think that's a, a really fair uh, observation there that maybe they didn't know that this was happening with Markel, but I think it might speak to the fact that they weren't 100% confident in what was going on with him. Uh, going through the rest of here, Orlando Infant, uh, or Infanti says, start Caleb the rest of the season. I'm not, I'm not there yet, but where I'm at is like Caleb definitely needs to be getting like very regular rotation minutes, I think. Dizzy Timsky says, we're winning games without half half our squad. We'll be fine. 
what a time. I, I totally agree with that. We, with all the injuries that we've occurred like throughout the season, the fact that the Magic are now 21 and 15, like you, you, there's nothing really to be that upset about right now uh, with this team. Jeremy Quintero says, I was at the game. Caleb looked great. We need to find him minutes. I, I am absolutely, uh, I'm right there with you guys. Going through the rest of the chat here, uh, David says, just watching body language on the ref, I feel like Markel's Wendy and uh, Markel, Wendell, Wendell, and Gary just don't even care. I, I don't think I don't think that's the case at all. I, I wouldn't say they don't care. Um, I do think their their body language could be better, right? I think like uh, sometimes you look over and, and like the frustration, like they're they've got to feel frustrated, like they want to be on the floor, they want to be contributing, you know, in these games uh, and to these wins. And the fact that they've just not been able to stay healthy and be on the floor, I, I think it is uh is gotta be super duper frustrating for those guys. Mess says, I'll be watching DJ's fake out on Trey after this show. I will never forget that. That was the 2018-2019 season. I think that was our last home game of the year. And Jalen was backing down Trey tonight, almost in that exact same spot. And I wanted so badly for Jalen to to pull that out of the the bag of tricks there. Michael Martin, how long can we sustain without half a roster? That is a, an absolutely fair question because Paolo Bancaro, let's see, played how many minutes tonight? 45 minutes tonight uh, for Paolo. Second, you know, overtime game, you know, this week. You, you have to wonder, like, how long can these guys sustain, like, the heavy amount of minutes that they're, that they're playing? Like, we definitely need guys back. Jay Pulowskis says, people were crying about drafting guards. Thank goodness we got our front office. I'm, I'm right there with you. Like sometimes on the night of the draft, I don't see the vision all the time, but I've sort of gotten to the point where I'm just like, Hey, I'm just going to, going to trust this uh, front office here. Zach, man, do you think we could win a chip in the next 10 years? I think this team could potentially win a championship within the next five to seven years uh, at the, probably at the, the earliest may, you might be able to talk me into like three, four years away, maybe, but Historically, like super young teams, like four years from now, Powell will be 26, like 26 year old, like, you know, your, your best player, you're usually not like winning the the title if you, if you make it there, right? Like if you look at the, the Celtics from, you know, a couple of years ago, like super young team got there against Golden State. It just, it just didn't really work out. If you look at uh, the magic in 2009, you know, Dwight Howard was 23 years old, didn't quite make it. 1995, Shaq was 22, 23 years old. Super young team, didn't quite like work out, you know. So I, I do think like LeBron James didn't win a title till he was 27. I think Michael Jordan might have been 27, 28. I think Steph Curry was like 27, 28, somewhere around there before they won their first titles. Like it just takes time for teams to grow and gain that playoff experience before they really, really, really know what it takes uh, to win a title here. Uh, let's see. Kenny P always feels good to beat Trey. Absolutely. Completely agree with that. Uh, Michael Martin, my mouth should be taped shut when it comes to our front office. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty much, uh, right there, uh, right there with you, Michael Martin. All right, guys, I am going to pull up, uh, the standings here in the, the Eastern conference. I take a look and, and see where the, where the magic are at right about now. Uh, let's go ahead and pull this up here. So the magic are back in, uh, in the, the fourth seed after tonight it's going to continue to be going back and forth with the Knicks the Cavs the Pacers the Heat 
if the Magic lose, they're going to be eight. If they win a game, they're going to be six or five or four. This is just going to keep going back and forth. It's fun to take a look at the standings, but if you see the Magic in eighth you know, next week, don't start to sweat because these teams are all so close. If any team goes on a two or three game losing streak or win streak, these seedings are, are, are going to fluctuate uh, really a, a ton. Trying to keep this uh, true to producer Kevin, let's go ahead and take a look at the, the, the games around the league. Oh, Timberwolves, Mavs, that one is coming down on the wire. Uh, Suns, Grizzlies, they're in the, the middle of a, a dogfight there, a low-scoring dogfight in the, the third quarter. We'll see what, what comes of that game. The Nuggets, upset about their loss to the, the Magic at home a couple of nights ago. They are taking it to the Pistons. Raptors are blowing out the Warriors up almost 30 at half. That is pretty interesting. Chris Paul is now out with a broken hand. He's going to miss several weeks. you got to think that Mike Dunleavy Jr. and the Warriors and Steve Kerr are very, very close to just hitting a major reset button. Um, I mean, you, you've got Steph, so do you try to retool or, or do you just keep those guys there for the last few years of their career? I, I don't know the answer, but the, the Warriors in, in their current state are not good because the Raptors are really not good. And they're getting absolutely blown out. And uh, are the are, are the are the Warriors at home? Yeah, the Warriors are at home and just getting absolutely smoked. Cleveland with the two point win over the Spurs. Uh, the Blazers with the overtime win over the Nets. Anthony Simons and Mikhail Bridges both went off in that game. And then the Pelicans were up by almost forty uh, at the end of the, the third quarter against the Kings in Sacramento. Uh, so a, a big game from the Pelicans here. All right, y'all, let's uh let's take a, a few more from the chat here and we'll go ahead and wrap this up. We've been going for for quite some time now. I appreciate everybody that's been hanging out. If you haven't done so already, please smash that like button. Really really helps out the channel, helps the algorithm, all that kind of stuff. Subscribe to our channel here. Uh, follow us all over the place on social media at Six Man Show. And if you're feeling really frisky and you want to help support the show and help us do what we do, uh, you can find us at patreoncom slash the six man show. We're here. Uh, the post game live show presented by Rockham. Going to go through a few more chats here and then we will take a look at the magic schedule coming up the next few games here. And uh, and then we'll go ahead and, and, and put a bow on this uh, post game live. I don't know. Mess says, Who is Kaiser Sos? I don't know who that is. Um, thank you so much for the super chat, by the way. But unfortunately, I have no idea uh, who that is. That I may be a casual. Uh, not knowing who that is, but I genuinely uh, do not know who that is. Luis Rosario says, the core of this team with two quality free agents and season 40, we get our first chip. Uh, three time is going to be the, ch- oh, third time is going to be the charm for this franchise. So season 40, that's five years from now. Get a couple of quality free agents. Have some of the guys on your current roster. Continue to grow, develop, take some major steps. I think I could see that. Turquoise says, as long as we win a chip by 2030, like Alex Martin says, he may not, he may not like the 2030 may not happen, but he may not be that far off. Uh, Kevon Harris back soon says Steven potentially, I know he's been playing a little bit in the G league, so that's good to see. Fernando S says based on the standings from last year and where the magic are now, you can't not consider Paolo as legit all-star. Paolo Bancaro is an all-star this year. I'm, I'm like, you can lock it in bet your mortgage on it, whatever. If he does not, I promise I will have one of the angriest rants that I have ever had in the history of the six-man show because unless he just completely falls apart over the course of the next few weeks, what he is doing 
night in and night out, like coaches around the league are noticing that and coaches around the league are the ones that vote the all-star, um, like the, the reserves in, like not the, not the starters, but the, the rest of the all-stars get voted in by coaches around the league. So Paolo absolutely has to be an all-star this year, in my opinion. Uh, Jeremy Quintero says, I'm so inspired by y'all. Can't wait to be a more active member of the community in, in 2024. Been listening for two years now. Jeremy, thank you so much, man. That's my favorite thing about everything that we do is the community of Magic fans that we have that hang out with us when we do stuff like this because, you know, we're almost at the five-year anniversary of the six-man show. We have some big things that we're planning on and hoping will work out. Don't take my word for it just yet, but if something crazy happens around our, our five-year anniversary, you all were the ones to, to hear it first. But um, been doing this almost for five years now, and five years ago, I just I had nobody to talk to about this team, and now we have thousands of people that follow us and hundreds of people that come out to uh, events that we do and, and join the post game lives and interact in the chat with us. So it really is the most fun thing that I have ever done in my life. Zach man says, in your opinion, who should be our starting lineup going forward? Let's just assume everyone is healthy. I, I don't know. Zach man, I'm sorry to give you a cop out. I, I need to see more from Markel. I need to see more from Wendell and I, I just need more time. I can't, I just cannot answer that. Um, just yet. Dizzy Timsky says, you did a great job coming off the bench, though. Thank you guys so much. You guys are, are being so kind in the chat. Really, really appreciate that. Michael Lynch says, thanks, Jonathan, for Kevin for giving Kevin a night off. Good job. Go Magic. Yeah, we're going to uh, start wrapping this up here. We're going to go ahead and um, have that music come back, folks. Uh, let me go ahead and pull up our schedule uh, for the next few games here. Ooh, I should have done that already. I can't pull it up on the screen here, but we've got Minnesota coming up on Tuesday. The, that um, that uh, six-fan show may be canceled because of the weather, but then we're at Miami, at Oklahoma City, at New York, at Atlanta. A lot going on. Just want to say thanks so much for you guys. I know the music's coming in right now. You may not be able to hear me, but we're going to record another episode. More post-game lives to come in the future. Thanks for hanging out with me, guys. I hope you all have a fantastic night, and as always, let's go Magic.